Yeah, come on, send up a sound. Send up a sound in this house. Hallelujah. Come on, worship him like you already got your answer. Worship him like the door's already been opened. Worship. Oh, yeah. Elbow bump somebody on the way to your seat. Tell him I'm putting a praise on it tonight. Come on, tell him I'm putting a praise on it tonight. Uh, my God, is anybody grateful to be in the house of the Lord on Sunday night? You can be seated for just a moment. I want to take a moment to say welcome to any guests that we have here tonight for joining us here at the Rock Church. Would you help me put your hands together, church? Come on, let's do just a little bit better than that. Help me put your hands together. Welcome our guests that are here tonight. Would you help me make some Sunday night live noise and welcome all of our guests that are streaming online tonight? They can't see you, but I wonder if you could let them hear you right now. Amen. We're so glad to have you with us here at Sunday night live at the Rock Church in beautiful downtown Fort Myers, Florida, on the banks of the beautiful Caloosahatchee River. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. Amen. We are so thankful. How many of you were here this morning and just blessed by what God did in this sanctuary? Amen. Amen. This morning, we, 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 we had people spread out everywhere. We were all across the balcony, and uh, we're just practicing for how that balcony works right now. Amen, somebody? <laughs> but we are so delighted to have you in the house of the Lord. I want to say tonight what a privilege it is to have somebody who is no stranger to this house. It is so wonderful to have Pastor and First Lady Rowley and their family with us tonight all the way from Apopka, Florida. Would you help me put your hands together and give them a great big Rock Church welcome tonight? Come on, we got to clap for all the folks that didn't make it here tonight. Yeah. Amen. I, um, I really became acquainted with the Rowleys um, after moving here to Florida just a little over six years ago. Seems like a lifetime ago. And uh, prior to that, I had known of him a little bit, but I had a chance to begin to get to know them. And even prior to us coming to Florida, uh, Brother Rowley has been a friend to this church. He's been a friend to this church. He and his family uh, have been a support to this church. And uh, I want to say thank you, Pastor and Sister Rowley, for the time effort and dedication and commitment even before I came and your investment in the Rock Church. There's a little bit of you in us tonight. And amen. That's all right. And uh, it's been a blessing to get to know him even better over the past six years. He and his amazing wife and their two incredible sons. I don't know which one's more incredible, uh, Spencer or Seth. They're both awesome young men, and we're honored to have them here. 
Brother Spencer is an incredible young man of God, and I just wanted him to come and greet this congregation tonight. Would that be all right? Would you put your hands together as Brother Spencer, Spencer Rowley comes to greet us tonight? Could somebody give God a little praise in this house today? Has God been good to anybody? The psalmist says, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify. Why don't somebody just magnify the Lord with me right now? Let us exalt his name together. Has he been good to anybody? Has he kept anybody's mind in this place? Has he covered anybody in the blood of Jesus? How many knows there's still power in the blood of Jesus? It reaches to the highest mountain and it flows to the lowest valley. How many is thankful for the blood that's covered your life, that's covered your kids, that's covered your marriage? Come on, he healed you when you were in the sick room. It didn't look like you were going to make it, but you're standing here today. You're watching on live stream today. Why don't you give God a little praise? Come on, we can do better than that. God has been good to me. God has been good to me. He blessed me. I didn't deserve his blessings. I didn't deserve his mercy. I didn't deserve his grace, but he's been good. Somebody thank him for his faithfulness. Thank him for his provision. Thank him right now. Give him some praise. Hallelujah. Doesn't it feel good in the house of the Lord on this Sunday night? Why don't you give God a hand clap of praise? He's so good. He's so worthy. I'm thankful for Pastor Williams and his family for giving me an opportunity to speak to you for just a minute tonight. I'm thankful for the great things that God is doing in Fort Myers the incredible revival that God has brought. I'm so thankful that I can be a small part of it all the way in Apopka, Florida. Amen. I was thinking of a story down on the floor whenever I was asked to come and say something to you. And the story came to my mind of a man sitting in a room. And this room is very cold. This room is way, way colder than I like. I live in Florida for a reason. I don't like the cold weather. I don't like cold climates. I'm thankful that God has placed us in paradise, heaven on earth. Aren't you thankful to be in Florida? Amen. But in this room, this man sits before a table, and on this table sits an ice cube. In the room, imagine with me, it's 25 degrees Fahrenheit. It's very cold. The man is shaking and shivering. He can see the, his breath out in front of his face. It's cold. And gradually, the room begins to heat up. 25 degrees and 26 degrees and 27 degrees, 28, 29, 30. Nothing happens. The man's still sitting there cold. The, the uh, ice cube is still sitting on the table, seemingly untouched in perfect form. 30 degrees, 31 degrees. But at 32 degrees, something happens. The man doesn't feel any different. It's still just as cold as it was when he first entered into the room. But at that 32nd degree, that ice cube began to melt. What's different? We don't know. But the difference is, is that one degree in temperature began to move that ice cube. 
and it may not mean anything to anybody, but something in your life is going to change tonight with one more prayer meeting, with one more faithful attendance to the house of God, with one more hallelujah, with one more shout. Your situation may still look dark. It may still look dim. It may still look like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. But one more praise. God is going to turn this situation. I don't know what you're facing, but stay faithful. Teach that Bible study. Knock that door. And God is going to do the miraculous. It may not seem like much. The temperature did not, it did not even seem like it mattered to that man. But in the way that science works, that one degree made all the difference. So tonight I want to challenge the Rock Church of Fort Myers during this crisis, during this pandemic, stay faithful to the house of God. Stay faithful to your pastor. Stay faithful to the leadership God has placed in your life. Pray like you've never prayed. Like never before, we need intercessors. We need prayer warriors. We need worshipers. We need praisers. We need faithful saints of God that's going to see this revival happen. I love each of you. God bless you in Jesus' name. Somebody ought to give praise for that right now. Somebody ought to just push one more degree on the thermometer right now. Come on. Somebody ought to just move the thermostat one more degree with the, with the praise right now. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I looked over there a little while ago, and I saw Sister Mallow and the kids in the house of the Lord tonight. Sister Mallow, I want you to know how much we absolutely love you folks. And I am so thankful to see you all in the house of the Lord tonight. Well, I, I, am, I am very excited tonight. I spoke with Pastor Rowley. It's been a couple of months ago. It was before all this stuff happened. Before all of this stuff happened, we, we had put this on the calendar uh, for him to be able to come. And what a blessing for the entire family to come. Uh, Sister Rowley, you can preach if you'd like to. I, I, he, he's probably got your notes anyway to preach from tonight, but. We're so delighted they're here. I want him to come tonight. I believe, I don't believe God, God does things happenstance. And I believe God allows things to happen sometimes for a reason. How many of you know that God's got this man here on purpose tonight? Would you stand to your feet with me all over this house as we prepare for the word of the Lord in this sanctuary? And I want you to lift up your hands right now in the presence of the Lord. And while your hands are lifted, would you open up your mouth in this sanctuary? Come on, just open up your mouth in this sanctuary and call on the name of the Lord in this place. Come on, let's give God a praise tonight as Pastor Rowley comes to deliver the word of the Lord to us. Come on, give him praise. Come on, give him praise in this house. Come on, you can take it a little bit higher. Oh, we give you praise. Come on, we give you glory. Hallelujah. 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 Isn't it wonderful to be in church on Sunday night? There's a lot of people that don't see the need. But I was glad when they said unto me, 
Let us go into the house of the Lord. Come on, is anybody thankful that you still have a church? You still have a pastor? Ah, oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I believe in Sunday night church. It's wonderful to be here. You can be seated momentarily. I give honor tonight uh, to the pastor of this assembly. Amen. He left me somewhere. There he is. Amen. And the first lady. Amen. And these young men. Amen. Isaac and Judah love this family very much. I give honor to them. And I give honor to the saints of God. Amen. Thank God for wonderful people that love God and the things of God. And I am honored to be here tonight. And I'm very, very thankful. Amen. To be preaching uh, in this assembly and to see people. Amen. For past several weeks, <laughs> past several weeks, I've been teaching and preaching to a camera and a praise group. Amen. And I'm glad to be preaching to a congregation of people tonight. God is good. Praise the Lord. And so it's good to see all of the wonderful people, God. And uh, I'm thankful. Amen. For the longevity of the friendship to this assembly and also that the friendship that I have with brother and sister Williams, pastor, sister Williams, that it carries on and I'm excited about what the Lord is doing, amen, in Fort Myers. The best days are not behind us. The best days are not behind us. Our best days are before us. Come on, does anybody feel that way tonight? Our best days are before us, and I'm thankful for that. Amen. I'm excited about that, and so it's just so good to be here. I am very, very thankful to have my family with me. I'm very thankful, and uh, I, when I travel, we traveled eight years, and my wife said the Lord brought her to Florida, and she don't want to travel. So thankfully, Fort Myers is in Florida, and she was able to come, and I'm thankful she's with me and my two boys. Love them very much, and I'm very, very thankful they're here with me. And when we got ready to leave today, I told them how happy I was to be traveling with my family. And so I'm glad to be here, thankful for the good things God is doing right now. Praise the Lord. And uh, it was before a pandemic hit our world that Pastor Williams and I had made some plans and I had planned to be here in both the AM and PM service because of the circumstances I felt necessary to stay home this morning. And... Uh, preach to our local congregation, and uh, I'm thankful to be here tonight. And so, man, the praise team, the choir, everybody did amazing. You're so blessed, so blessed, so blessed. Amen. What a, what a wonderful, wonderful time. I am going to direct your attention to the word of the Lord tonight, Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews chapter 11. There is, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of fear. 
I don't stand before you tonight reckless and say there isn't things that we need to be concerned about. I don't stand before you tonight and say just don't worry and this virus is not real. It is real. I have friends that is struggling to overcome. It's real. We have pastor friends that has struggled and is struggling with it. We have those that have come through it and they're well in the process of being well. And I'm giving God praise for that tonight. But I want to say something to this assembly tonight that we cannot let fear get the best of us where we are. Because God is still God. Right in the middle of a pandemic, He is still God. And I'm here tonight to preach against the spirit of fear that would like to cripple the church. My God is the same today as He's ever been. He's still a miracle worker. Come on, I said He's still a miracle worker. Oh, I wish somebody give the Lord a shout of praise in this house tonight. Come on, fear has to go. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And so I'm here tonight to tell you that faith always trumps fear because God is still God and He remains the same. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11. I don't come with a new sermon. I just come tonight with a word from the Lord to this local assembly. Amen. Verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I want to preach to you just for a few minutes on this subject, how faith works. How faith works. Come on, let's give God praise for his word. Jesus, I give you praise. Come on, I need somebody to give the Lord some thanks right now. Lord, I give you thanks, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, I give you thanks tonight, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God bless you. You can be seated tonight. When you open your Bible, you find that the Word of God is full of amazing stories of every imaginable kind of human experience. There are stories about kings. There are stories about the common man. There are stories about men. And there are stories about women, old and young. There are stories of amazing provision, amazing deliverance, amazing healing. There are accounts of battles won and victories for just a single individual as well as 
an entire nation. There are accounts involving good people. There's also accounts involving bad people. Capable, intelligent people, and helpless people. There's all kinds of stories in the Word of God. Sometimes we wonder why are all of these facts and stories recorded? I submit to you tonight that every story is an example of the power and the goodness of God. And it is an object lesson of how faith really works. Amen. Every, every story, every Everything is there to remind us and show us of how faith really works. Our God is a good God. Our God is an all-powerful God. Our God is an all-knowing God. Our God has not changed. He remains the same. He is the same today as he was yesterday. He is going to be the same tomorrow as he is today. You can testify with me tonight that God remains the same. I want to submit to this assembly tonight, if God has ever done it before, he will do it again. Come on, somebody ought to give the Lord a shout of praise in this house tonight. Man, I, I want to tell you, there's many things. You can be seated. I want to deal with two things tonight about faith and how faith works. The first thing that I want to talk about is that you must follow God's instructions. You must follow God's instructions. He knows how to provide for the godly. He knows how to take care of his people. In Matthew's gospel, there's a story that is recorded of a tax collector who came to Peter to collect the tribute money owed by Jesus and himself. I'm not sure how much they owed. But I can tell you that if their tax bills are like ours, it was pretty high bill. I can say that it's apparent to me from the story that there was not enough money in the treasury to pay the tax. And so Peter brought the problem to Jesus. It was in this time that God manifest in flesh gave Peter some very definite specific instructions he looked at him and he said I know you come asking for money but I want you to go fishing I don't want you to take Andrew I don't want you to take your partners James and John this is a job for you 
I want you to go fishing. I know that it's easy uh, to try to get somebody to go with you, but I want you to go for yourself. When you get there, I don't want you to throw in a net to catch a whole mess of fish. I want you to use a hook and a line and catch just one fish. And when you take that first fish, I want you to open his mouth and look inside because inside the fish's mouth, there will be money sufficient to pay the taxes due for you and myself. I want to preach to you just a little bit tonight uh, that when God gives you instructions, uh, you must be willing uh, to follow his instructions uh, with unquestioning uh, faith. When you look at this story, you find that this situation took Peter fishing. I, 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 can, I can tell you that probably like most of us, that when Peter went to the Lord and told him the problem, he thought that he would provide the funds to pay the taxes some other way. Sometimes we think that God don't understand our situation. I, 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 I guess I've got to imagine that maybe, maybe, maybe Peter thought, well, there's a multitude coming and maybe Jesus would just take up an offering. If he would have just sit and waited for this to happen, Peter would have still been waiting but the Lord had another way to do the job when Jesus said go fishing it would have been so natural for Peter to round up his usual fishing buddies See, what happens is that when we start praying and asking God to do things, uh, we, we want him to do it the way he's always done it. We want him to work out things uh, the way we want it worked out. We want him to change the situation the only way he can change uh, the situation. It's easy for us sometimes to think uh, that he's going to do it uh, the way uh, that He's always done it before. See, because we always have an idea of how God should meet the need. But I want you to be very careful. If you don't, if you're not careful, you will end up trying to use somebody else's method instead of doing what God tells you to do. You got to be careful who you listen to because some people don't hear what God is saying to you in your current situation. 
Oh, I wish somebody give the Lord some praise in this house right now. Because, see, see, we, we, we think that God's going to do things the way he's, uh, he's done it before. If he's done it before, he'll do it again. But he might not do it the same way that he did it. He'll just do it. Because what happens is uh, we think that God should do it the way we want it done. But whenever we get into this whole business of faith, we've got to have, we've got to have this unquestioning uh, faith in God that we're going to be obedient to his word no matter what we're facing. I'm here to help somebody understand tonight that if I could have spoke the word, all of this pandemic would have been over. It wouldn't have gotten this far. We wouldn't have been this many Sundays into it. And fear wouldn't be gripping our nation the way that it's gripping our nation. But I've got good news for somebody tonight. This day did not catch God by surprise. God knew this day was coming before it ever got here. What he needs is some Peters that will say, God, whatever you're doing in this season, I don't want you to do it without me. Oh, somebody ought to shout. Somebody ought to shout. See, see, here, here's, here's the thing. We, we, we're in unchartered waters. And, and we, we sometimes get a little nervous and fearful and we want God to work it out the way we want God to work it out but whenever Peter brought the need to the Lord he, the Lord told the disciple he said I want you you to go fishing now Peter was a fisherman by trade and he had always you study the scripture, he had always fished with nets. It's easy to forget and think that God is going to do it the way he had done it before. But God's instruction was not go get a net. God's instruction was to get a line and a hook. We've got to be very careful where we are because it's easy for us to think that it's going to be done the way it was done yesterday. God was telling his disciple there is a fish and in that fish's mouth there will be money to meet the need. This is what the word says to this assembly tonight. There is a designated place to find a designated provision. I want to speak to this assembly tonight. This is bigger than the pandemic that our world is facing. God has a designated provision in a designated place. He knows how to provide what is needed in this assembly. Oh, I wish somebody would shout a little bit right now. You can't miss this. This is important. This is so important because your blessing, your provision is found in obedience to God's voice. 
Well, God's going to send a millionaire to the Rock Church, a multi-millionaire. What if God is raising up fish and hook millionaires? Can I preach a little bit tonight? What if God wants to raise up some millionaires? It got quiet in here. Come on. What about it? Oh, we got to have a net. No, there's some fish and there's some, I said there's some men in here. There's some ladies in here. If you'll hear the voice of God. Oh, I want to preach in this house. The devil is a lie. Fear wants to grip us and make us believe it'll never happen. The devil's lying to you. God is greater. See, the problem is it's designated place with designated provisions. See, it always comes in unexpected ways. We thinking it's going to come one way, but God has a way of doing it. You, you know, you say, well, Pastor, Pastor Riley, if a check comes in the mail, uh, we, we're just going to tear it up and, and, and not do anything with it. No, no, that's not what I'm preaching here tonight. What I am preaching to you tonight is that we need to stop looking for something outside and start realizing that the miracle is in the house. The miracle is in the house. The miracle is in the house. You just got to be willing See, you see, what happens is that it comes from very unexpected. It, it sometimes feels different. Let's be honest. You can be seated. Let's be honest. I'm going to act like I'm at home, and this can be my alpha, my omega, whatever the case might be. I'm going to just be me, okay? It's a little strange right now. A little awkward right now, right? How many times have you seen your pastor give somebody an elbow fist? How many times have you seen the ushers with clear gloves on? A little strange. A little awkward right now. Huh? We're sitting around. Who's the carrier? Can I preach a little bit? It, it, it's a little different right now. It's not like it's always been. It's a little awkward right now, but in this time, if we don't let fear grip us, I believe there's a miracle in the making. I didn't come here with a sermon tonight. I come here with a word for somebody. There's a miracle in the making, but you've got to understand it might not come when you want it. It might not come in the way you thought it was going to come, but God knows where the Rock Church is in Fort Myers, Florida. God knows where you are as a family. God knows where you are as an individual. God's got it. You just got to do it God's way. Oh, somebody clap your hands. Somebody shout. See, we think from a natural concept and idea. But when you go fishing with a hook 
and a string, it takes it to the next level. And that is something called supernatural. It's not, it's not, we, we're not here tonight because of, of natural things. Uh, this is a work of the Spirit. God has not brought us this far by faith to leave us now. Don't let fear get the best of you. Oh, but what is going to happen to the economy and what's going to happen? I'm going to tell you what's going to happen in God's economy. There's men and there's women in this assembly that's going to be blessed. Blessed, blessed, blessed. Why? Because I'm going to do it God's way. See, See, there is a blessing with your name on it. There's a healing with your name on it. There's a deliverance with your name on it. Come on, somebody ought to put a praise on it tonight. I said somebody ought to put a praise on it. There's divine intervention for you. You ought to put a praise on it tonight. There is a designated place that God has chosen for the Rock Church. There is divine provision for this assembly. You just got to put your faith in God. Wherever he says go, I'm going to go. And I'm going to become everything that he's called me to be. Oh, clap your hands and shout unto the Lord. Come on, let's make up the difference. If you're in your living room or sitting in your car, shout with us. Somebody shout. Come on, somebody shout unto the Lord. While you're shouting, clap your hands. I got to hurry. I got to hurry to close. Amen. Then comes the music. See, you got to follow his instructions. The second thing, you got to refuse to be defeated. It's always too soon to quit. You can never be defeated until you quit trying. Come on, come on, somebody's looking around worried about where's everybody out. Don't worry about where everybody's at. Just know that God is in the house. God is in the house. Don't worry about the finances. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry about the sickness. Know that God's got it already worked out. There's a miracle with your name on it. There's a provision with your name on it. When God gets involved, I said when God is involved, when it appears that all hope is gone, the unexpected, I said the unexpected happens. Don't quit. Don't quit. Because at the moment that you quit, is the moment, is the moment that you give in to fear. You can't give in to fear. There was a woman in the Bible. The Bible says that she had suffered many things. 
she had a very serious hemorrhaging condition. The Bible says that it was an issue of blood. Think about it. Twelve years she had suffered. She had suffered many things of the physicians. She was broke. The Bible says that she had spent all her money. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody ever been there? Anybody ever been there? Anybody ever been there? Come on, there was more month than there was money. She done spent all. The Bible says that she had gotten worse. So here, here's the story. She had been taken advantage of. She was broke and she was worse. That's a pretty terrible dilemma to find yourself in. It was a bad day for this woman. I think all of us have found ourselves in bad situations. The church has never faced anything like this in a long, long time. But I've got good news for the church. If you refuse to be defeated, some people's afraid the church is going to close their doors. The church is not about to close its doors, folks. The church, the church is on a rise. The church, the church is going up. It might feel like it's getting worse. Uh, hallelujah. But you pay very close attention to this. Amen. With this issue. Everybody say this issue. She never accepted defeat. When the doctor said it's all over, she never accepted defeat. When it was time to give up, she never gave up. She had suffered pain. She had suffered misery. She had suffered rejection. But she just kept on going. I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. I refuse to be defeated. I want somebody to shout at the Rock Church on this Sunday night. We've been knocked down, but we refuse to quit. In the middle of all of this, she heard of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. And she made a decision that I'm not going to sit here and die. I'm going to get up and I'm going to do something about this issue. If I can get to Jesus... I said, if I can get to Jesus, uh, if I can just get to Jesus, uh, 
everything. Oh, you say, Pastor Riley, you're just trying to hype us up. No, I'm not. I'm trying to preach faith into this assembly tonight. Come on, come on. It's not over just yet. I can't help what the doctor said. I can't help what the attorney has said. I can't help what the checking account looks like. It's not over just yet. So she said, the Bible says, she said, if I can but touch the hem of his garment, she said, I know, I know, I know I will be made whole. This is what I want to say to you tonight in closing. Faith, faith is in your heart. <laughs> For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Your words express what is in your heart. Some people say, well, I don't know where that came from. I, 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 that just came out. Yes, I know where it came from. It came from your heart. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I want to challenge somebody tonight. Stop talking defeat and start talking faith. start saying I can I will I can I will come on come on I'm gonna lose the whole analogy of I can't I'm gonna say I can and I will oh, hallelujah 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 come on somebody give him some praise in this house I can I will, I can, I will. Come on, somebody needs to shout it tonight. I can, I will. Whatever I got to go through, I'll go through it because I refuse to be defeated. When I come through on the other side of this uh, pandemic, uh, I'm going to come through in victory. Uh, I'm going to come through in victory. Uh, I'm going to come through in victory. Uh, somebody ought to put a praise on it. Somebody ought to put a praise on it right now. Faith is determined. I know you can't high-five nobody, but you ought to just look at them and say, faith is determined. Tell somebody else, say, faith is persistent. And say, faith has a destination. 
say faith will make its way. Come on, faith will make its way. What is it going to make its way through? It's going to make its way through fear. It's going to make its way through the pandemic. It's going to make its way through the crisis. Faith says, I will come out. Can I tell you, like I told Truth Church, stop listening to the bad reports. Take the radio out of your car if you need to. Take it off your phone. Because I know you don't have a television. Turn the computer off. And stop listening to the bad reports. Stop listening to the discouraging words of the doomsday prophets. I said stop listening to the discouraging words of the doomsday prophets. Our best days are not behind us. Our best. I'm sick of all of the bad reporting and all of the bad news. God. See, some of you, some of you still hearing what your parents said to you when you was a child. It still rings in your ears and says you are nothing. You're a nobody and you'll never be anything more than what you've always been. The devil is a lie. Turn off. Come on, let me preach over here. Turn off. Turn off the negative. God is God. I speak blessings over this assembly. I speak prosperity over this assembly. Hey! Come on. Come on. The devil is alive. I speak it. Be obedient. Refuse to quit. be. Your marriage will never work. You will always be in a low paying job. You will always live in poverty. You will always, the devil is a lie. Stop listening. Stop listening to the discouraging words of the doomsday prophets. This is not the end of the church. This is not the end of you brother. This is not the end of you sister. to church. Church ain't working for you. You're just in a bigger mess as you was before you went to church. The devil is a lie. You don't know like I know. You don't know like I know what the Lord has done. Woo! I'm closing here. 
They tell me I have three closings, and that was, oh, that was just quick counting. Psalms 46, can you put it up there? Psalms 46 and 10. This is what I want to say. So many things that I want to say, but let me, let me close right here. I want to say to the Rock Church, be still and know that He is God. I'm not just preaching to a pandemic in our world. I'm preaching to a spirit that's trying to cripple this assembly. Be still and know that he is God. The money's on the way. The breakthroughs is on the way. Be still and know that I am God. There's some prophets. There's some prophets that's prophesying that this church will die. I'm here to tell you that they're false prophets. It will not die. Be still and know that I am God and I will be exalted. He said, I will be exalted among the heathen, and I will be exalted in the earth. God will be exalted. Don't be discouraged. When the woman seen the crowds, she refused to quit. When God told Peter to go fishing like he had never fished before, he was obedient. In this uncertain time, be obedient and refuse to quit. You might have to struggle a little bit. You might have to praise him on credit, but praise him. Come on. You might have to praise him on credit, but go ahead and praise him. Your answer. Hey. For the eyes of the Lord, 2 Chronicles 16 and 9, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. It didn't say that it was a perfect people, but it said they had a perfect heart toward God. I just want to tell you tonight, God is able and God is willing. I said God is able and God is willing. My heart is perfect toward him. I just got good news for somebody tonight. You ought to just give God some praise in this house because you should not have made it this far. But there's a miracle with your name on it. There's a healing with your name on it. Come on. There's a breakthrough with your name on it. I wish somebody would shout I wish somebody would praise because the eyes of the Lord. The eyes of the Lord. The eyes of the Lord is upon this assembly and he's going to show himself strong.
want you to raise your hands and pray with me right where you are. Are you ready to receive? Are you ready to walk into? Come on, are you ready? Come on, come on, come on, come on, lift your voice. Come on. Come on, I want there to be a praise. Come on, come on, come on, brother. You're not always going to be where you are. Come on, come on, come on. Throw your hands up in the air. Come on, I speak a miracle. I speak healing. I speak deliverance. I speak financial breakthrough into this assembly. It's not coming, it is here. It is within the grasp of this assembly. Walk in it, walk in it, walk in it. Come on, come on, don't stop, don't stop. Press, 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 press. 